There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome, welcome, Fryce. Welcome, welcome, dear listeners. Welcome to this edition of Actung Millwall. In the aftermath of yesterday's pretty good, in fairness, one will draw with Sunderland. We're going to take you over very shortly to my live stream of consciousness, in-game thoughts, musings and uh, witticisms such as you might think them to be. But before we begin any of today's show, it is of course time for our punditgames.co.uk question. Pundit Games is the number one ultimate football trivia game. We're in partnership with Pundit Games this season. Every time you buy one of this excellent quiz game, board game for Christmas, perchance, then the Lions Food Hub gets um, a little bonus out of that transaction. So it's a great cause, it's a great game. And we give you a little taster question before each each uh, edition this season to give you a, a little sense of what kind of questions are involved. Different categories, different genres of football. This one comes from the Premier League in the 2000s. This is a target man who started on £15 a week at non-league Hayes before he made his way up the football pyramid, a, a Grenadian international. He's probably best known for his partnership with Nathan Ellington at Wigan. So we're talking 1995-97 playing for Hayes in non-league. Then he's gone from Wolves, Bristol, Bristol Rovers, West Bromwich Albion. 24 goals for West Brom, 2000 to 2004 from 89 appearances. Spell at Pompey. Wigan, uh, 2004-6. to They would have been Premier League, I think, at this time. Uh, 37 goals for Wigan, 93 appearances. Then Blackburn, 134 starts with 24 goals before finishing at Reading. Uh, played for the Grenadian national team 15 times, scoring 13 goals. A goal scorer. Um, actually, a player that we probably would give our right arm for at the moment ourselves, dear listeners. So who is that man? Um, most famously uh, teamed with Nathan Ellington at Wigan, but he also turned out for West Brom. Scored goals for Bristol, West Brom. Wigan Athletic and uh, Blackburn Rovers. Answers at the end of today's show. So now we're going to take you over to the action at the Den yesterday. You're listening to Achtung Moor, broadcasting from the beautiful South Birmingham. Set no substitute. Hello, good afternoon and welcome dear listeners, welcome to a pre-match den, I just thought I'd take the chance of a little bit of um, quiet time in the Groupon sponsored Block 1 to run you through today's team changes ahead of the visit of Sunderland this afternoon. Thank you for listening to the show by the way, you're listening of course to Akdung Millwall, my name is Nick Hart and it wouldn't be Millwall, it's another week, another existential crisis, wouldn't be Millwall without one listeners would it, it's a frosty cold afternoon this afternoon um, today's team announcement we've had a few changes from that midweek debacle debacle embarrassment up there at Portman Road but today we're leading the line up front with Kevin Nisbet uh, actually I should start from the back shouldn't I uh, show my football credentials in goal this afternoon Bart Bielkowski I thought was the only player that could really leave the pitch at Ipswich with his head held high the back four um, is going to be Murray Wallace Jake Cooper returns to the side having been Bizarrely dropped on, on uh, Wednesday night. Wes Harding returns. Um, Sean Hutchinson, who looked a bit off the base, in all honesty, up there in East Anglia, leaves the side for the bench. Ryan Leonard makes a welcome comeback on the right side of the defence. I'm going to presume this is this formation is looks like it's been lifted off of um, maybe Lions TV have lifted it. I don't know. One of these kids that make their own 
formations up on, on uh, graphics, you know. Anyway, we're going to put Ryan Leonard on the right side of the defence, right back position, we're guessing. The midfield two this afternoon, uh, Jules Saville and Billy Mitch. So Casper Denor uh, out of the, out of the uh, starting eleven. I'll check the substitutes bench shortly. In front of them, we think, will be uh, Jules Honeyman, Zian Fleming, hugely criticised uh, by many, including myself, um, from uh, Wednesday. And then Norton Cuffey, we think. Up front, as I've said already and alluded to, is Kevin Nisbet. Let's have a look at the Lions bench, dear listeners. Sat sitting on the on the Lions bench this afternoon is uh, Sarkic returning to the squad. Danny McNamara, Sean Hutchinson's on the bench, we said. Tom Bradshaw's on the bench. Ryan Longman's on the bench. Alan Campbell, the, the, uh, the, the ghost of, of, uh, of, of Bermondsey Town. Is on the bench. Uh, Duncan Watmore's there, Imaku and Essay. So Denor is not featuring this afternoon, which is an interesting choice. By um, is he under pressure already, Joe Edwards? Um, there's a huge outcry online after that thumping. It's two thumpings in a week we've taken. Um, last week, obviously against Coventry, then then at Ipswich on Wednesday. Is he under pressure already? Um, he shouldn't be, but uh, it's whether the, the the then crowd has the toleration for another poor performance this afternoon I, I, I really hope we can avoid defeat I'm going to set already start of today's proceedings against uh, 11 place Sunderland dear listeners for a point if we can get a point I think we're probably going to have done well speaking to the um, well it's the club's um, e-programme they don't do a programme anymore do they but speaking in his notes head coach Joe Edwards um, says we're unable to stay a greater mark on the night on Wednesday sorry for that and uh, he was frustrated that uh, we couldn't make a greater impact on Wednesday night. Highs and lows are part of the game, he says. Thank you for that, Joe. Um, a few highs would be nice. Uh, thanks also to the 1,200. I'd like to um, give a shout-out to the 1,267 Mill fans that made it up there to Ipswich in cold and foggy East Anglia. Um, as he puts it here, thankfully the championship fixtures come thick and fast. They do. And he sees today as a chance to put right what didn't work on Wednesday. Um, what didn't work? It was basics. Again, um, you know, fundamental things like uh, marking your man, challenging, passing to the players in your own team, stuff like that. The things you learn um, I, I dropped off this morning at uh, Beckton Park. There were some kids playing football, Saturday morning football. Um, and they're working on basics like passing to their own team and uh, retaining possession right situation. But all that kind of thing. You've seen it, you do it probably with your kids' listeners. So, that's what we've got to try and see at least signs of this afternoon. I think whatever else happens today, Joe needs some signs of progress because we um, we started well up there at Sheffield Wednesday, didn't we? Then it's all seen the wheels seem to have come off very, very rapidly. Um, whether there's a frosty atmosphere, it's only a frosty day here. It's a cold afternoon here in Bermondsey. Whether there's a frosty atmosphere at Carlman Road at the moment, I don't know. Don't know. Another reshuffle of the scene. I imagine a lot of this is going to be based on what he's seen but also a chance to take a look at players and pitch them into big situations. And make no mistake, Sunderland at home, it's a big game. Sunderland will be bringing, I think I've read 3,000 uh, to the Den this afternoon. And the Den is not far short of another sellout. There were tickets, uh, limited tickets available when I looked yesterday. So after two very basic routings in a week, we need a performance, we need, um, we need to avoid defeat and maybe a result. Can we dream? Uh, following last night's games we're now just four points above the relegation bottom three so um i think i'll leave it there come back when the teams are coming out onto the pitch with uh, corporal jones's famous missive to not panic mr mannering don't panic listeners i'm panicking well here come the two teams dear listeners no casper de as we've said pre-match apparently a calf injury has put our belgian uh, midfield maestro out of action this afternoon not even on the bench We'll find out later after post-match how bad the injury to Casper is. I hope not too bad. He's been very, for me, very influential player. Um, today's midfield will be Billy Mitch, Joel Savile. Huge game. It's been building up since Wednesday. Um, I've got to admit, I feel a bit uh, itchy and scratchy about today's situation, listeners. It's uh, Joe Edwards needs a performance. He needs, he needs, to, he needs to show the crowd something. Um, to justify his, uh, his position early to be saying that and um, you know I, I don't entirely agree with that 
that stance, but that's the uh, the vibe that I'm starting to pick up on the internet. I bet you are too. It's, um, impatience is going to be the enemy of progress, in my opinion, but that's where we're at. So, uh, anyway, someone this afternoon in their famous, famous red and white stripes. Millwall, of course. Dark blue and white shorts. It's cold afternoon. I'm dressed in my um, full winter's outfit. Yes, I've got the long johns out. I know you're interested. Ben filling up nicely. I did see on um, the Club X feed that limited tickets are available, so I'm going to guess we're close to another full house. Won't be far short of it. The uh, group on stand is not quite as full as it has been, but it's still pretty full. Pretty full. Looks like we're all going to be attacking the away end in accordance with the dictums of the venerable bead early christian pioneer in this country knocked out the old anglo-saxon chronicle on the quiet whilst no one was looking and verse one chapter one book one page one says ye will shout attack the away end in the first half away we go the, uh, the club's taken to replaying, you know, famous Millwall incidents from the past before the game. I'm not sure it's been terribly successful. You know, they the saw the semi-final. East Sundance, a long throw in from the right side for Mill to press on early on. On the right side, this is Norton Cuffey going to be tracking it all the way back to Bart Bielkowski. Yeah, the, uh, the kind of video of great moments, including Mark Kennedy, you know, all, the, all these moments. But I'm not sure it's done as much good and an amazing six defeats this season at home for the Lions just two wins I can't think of a season like it and unless that turns around in my opinion um, we're going to have problems QPR won last night I think I've said that already and we're now just sitting four points above the bottom three so uh, we, we need a we need a result soon Zian fighting for the ball there little one two almost with Nisbet, that was almost a, a nice move. It's gone all the way back to the yellow-clad Sunderland goalkeeper. Black Cats, of course, nickname. A nickname apparently lost in the mist of time. One of the early uh, features of Sunderland team photos was they had a, a, a cat, maybe the club cat or something. And they acquired the uh, unofficial nickname over the years as a consequence. Good atmosphere, floodlights on, grey skies, cold day, cold zero centigrade I'm well aware that our show goes around all around the world from uh, the callers from Calgary and from uh, you know on the continent where it gets very very cold and they must laugh when I say it's freezing it's zero but believe me listeners around the world you haven't had anything so you've had a damp cold British zero <laughs> miserable experience good old fashioned Jake Cooper diag there it does fall now, Billy Mitch. Ball forwards. Norton Cuffey on the right side. He cuts in. He tried a shot, I think it was. It wasn't exactly a cross, but it wasn't quite a shot with Nisbet asking why he didn't put him in. But um, ambitious, if nothing else. Nine minutes in. Always had a bit of time for Sunderland. I don't know about you, dear listeners. I don't, um, you know, I don't have any great... Um, distaste for them proper club big club falling upon hard times but um, they always bring a lot on it's a poor pass there by Nisbet allowing Sunderland to break but that's good work there by Jake Cooper and there finds Jake uh, Honeyman that's just over overstruck unfortunately unlucky a ground I've not been to I've not been to the Stadium of Light and every year comes round I think I must get up there and there's always some reason why um, can't won't whatever you know uh, there's one that's on my bucket list Another long pass over to the left side for Sunderland. He's into the box. Bodies are in the way, thankfully. This is Norton Cuffey. Lovely. Uh, just on the brink of um, disaster. He managed to bring the ball out there. That's going to go for a... No, not quite a throw. Nisbet chasing back all the way back to the goalkeeper. Though. That's Ballard, of course, drawing a few uh, comments. from the, he, was a, he was a spurned lover syndrome. I bet a lot of them actually do check out his Facebook page, see who he's going out with and stuff like that. Good player, of course. Would have done us a 
power of good if we'd have managed to song on him, along with Charlie Cresswell, but still. I'm going to attempt Lady Luck now, listeners, um, who's a cruel mistress, to say it's not been a bad start by me. It's not been disastrous. <laughs> I suppose that's progress of sorts, is it hasn't been a disaster. It's been mostly, so far, 15 minutes in, it's been mostly Sunderland possession coming at us, but uh, we haven't looked as off the pace as we did at Ipswich. This is a low bar, I do accept. Much better tackling so far, listeners. I hesitate to um, draw huge conclusions, but clearly the rocket that would have been issued generally by Joe Edwards on Wednesday has been, the memo's been received. The tackling is a bit more on point. There's a poor ball there, though, just as I was doing the commentator's curse. It's going to give Sunderland the chance. It's going to be a ball into touch. Yeah, a um, bit more physicality so far from Millwall. We are coming towards 20 minutes in, and um, it's not been the same kind of... Um, Patsy performance that we saw at Portman Road so far. I think that's a Brook Norton Covey song. Oh no, you're a bunch of donkeys, sorry. Misheard lyrics. I thought it was actually quite a difficult uh, name to set to any kind of rhythm, really. Brook Norton Covey. You could do the do do do, agadu, agadu song, would that work? Slight mist in the air, a cold mist, I suppose you'd call it. It's not quite not quite a fog or anything anywhere near it but you can see it in the air it's that kind of cold harsh day listeners damp cold English cold all you foreign listeners with your dry cold and your sub-zero temperatures this is miserable English cold which is a different level we are world leaders in miserable cold perhaps only the Scottish and the Irish can compete with us or the Welsh no real action in front of goal for either side. I'd say that some of them probably have had the better of the possession. Uh, but Millwall have not been out of it by any stretch. It's a fine, fine call. Anyway, this is a free kick. Chance for them to dip the ball forwards. Probably aim for Dan Ballard, I'd imagine. Sunderland's fans singing up. Chip forwards to Jake Cooper. Edge of the penalty, a shot. It's bouncing around. Offside. Offside. 32, 33 minutes, right side, just inside the Sunderland half. Chance for Mill to lob the ball forwards. In it comes. Jake Cooper clearly pushed off the ball, but uh, referee don't give it. This is Billy Mitch. Little dinky ball into the mix. It's headed clear by the defender. Nice work there, Ryan Leonard. You're going to keep hearing that name. Man of the match performance so far by Ryan Leonard for me. Crowd love it. To that response. Good, good tackle, Wes Harding. Made a mistake, but put it right. This is Norton Cuffey attacking his man to the penalty. A ball across the face of the goal. Unlucky there, Millwall. That's a chance. Zia Fleming following in, sliding in into the net. 36 minutes. Another uh, Sunderland player down with clutching his ankle. That drew some comment, didn't it? The Let Him Die comment, which has been around since I started going in 1972. Um, I can't remember who it was. At, um, I think it might have been the Coventry. Coventry uh, fan commenting on the, what an awful chant that is. In this modern world of offence. I don't think it was very offensive at all. It's just been a, a football chant, you know. No one really means it. Broke versus Ryan Leonard. Broke forwards. What a shot. That was uh, 1978 World Cup. Passarella-style shot from about 35 yards. It was wide left, unfortunately. Beautiful, beautiful strike. Ryan Leonard. 37 minutes in. Mill starting to claw their way into a game that they've not been out of, but haven't been starting to impose themselves. We're starting to see a little bit more in position now. That's good to see. All breaks. Brook Norton, Cuffey, midfields. Just slightly... Uh, entangling himself there rather but um, we do keep possession Billy Mitch onto the uh, second ball there that was one criticism I think that Joe Edwards did make on uh, Wednesday night it's which we were second best to you know second balls in midfield and uh, that was a loose ball but he was first too so that's good to see it's been a much better half more um, Millwall in, in, in the sense that we've uh, passed it where required but also not being afraid to get the ball forwards when required and I think there's been a maybe a slight philosophical 
uh, change. I don't know if Joe Edwards is accepting that the reality that they this team can't play Manchester City style football, but we can play uh, and be a wall style of football, and maybe the two can meet somewhere, you know, um, like a crossing point, like the Gleenica Bridge you know, that used to be in East Berlin and West Berlin. Maybe you can meet somewhere and exchange prisoners on either side. And um, it's been a better, a better half for Millwall, in my opinion. It's been more like a Millwall side this afternoon so far. That classic caveat so far. Ball breaks. George Honeyman breaking. He's got Zian Fleming. Gets barged off the ball there. It's going to be a goal corner. Just second best in the challenge there. Shoulder to shoulder. Just about to break forwards. Good to see him playing further forwards. as more of a striker than the midfielder this afternoon. He, he looks happier. That was a nice burst for but he was just uh, second bested in the 50-50 challenge. We're on 41, coming towards 42 minutes. George Honeyman to take the corner down below us in the group on stand. In it comes, it's curled in, it's deep. Murray Wallace is being rugby tackled at the far posts. Ball backs in the middle, it's bouncing around. It's um, Oh, it looks like a, a shot on target by George Savile. That was a shout for a penalty. I'd like to see that again. We don't have the old... VAR, but I bet if you did, you'd see something there, listeners. As it was shot on target by George Savile, but collected down low by the goalkeeper. Mills' first real um, shot on target that I can think of in the game so far. But um, an increasingly better performance as the half's gone along by the lines. Diagonal from uh, Jake Cooper trying to find George. Um, does find him. Nice ball. He's got Zian just inside of him. What can Zian do? He's back heels it. <laughs> <laughs> He's a boy, isn't he? That's a cross in the goalkeeper takes. Nice, nice um, back heel pass there by Zion Fleming. He would do your head in, I reckon. Got away with it there. It was actually a nice move. Nice pass. That's Joel Savile just into the path of Savile. Lennon gets clattered. There's a ball in from Norton Cuffey. One nil the wall! Kieran Nisbets! Right side across. Chanto Kieran Nisbets! 1-0 Lions! Nice move. 44 minutes. Leonard's down injured. In the course of that move, he took a clattering. Let's see if we can see it on the uh, replay from what I can see of it. Ball in from Brook Norton Cuffey into the box. And there's Kevin Nisbet to slide it home with a plomb. A plomb. 1-0 Millwall just before half-time. But Leonard does look injured. He's been my man on a match so far as well. So let's hope he's he's, um, he's okay. Yellow card. He's taken a battering. He's absolute battering this. I've given everything, but he's been the standout player for me. That was a beautiful cross by Brook Norton Cuffey, and that was a beautiful finish by Kevin Nisbet. Let's raise the spirits around the den, dear listeners. There will be some added time. I don't know how much. Three, four minutes, perhaps, with the injuries so far. Most of which have been <laughs> Ryan Leonard. Well, like they said at the, uh, used to say at the start of fame. I don't know if any uh, older listeners will remember this. They will remember it, even if they don't admit to it. They used to say that the hard work starts now. We're 1-0 up. We've got to work hard here because uh, Sunderland have been a little bit out of it since you know we've, we've clawed our way into the game but they're not a bad side so um we need to keep at it listeners that's another long ball kenny jacket style long ball football is that what joe is is that joe edward's new world is that his brand new world listeners lovely oh nisbet can't touch it because he was offside lovely um flick fleming i think has been told to go and turn it on there there's the half-time whistle. Half uh, uh, 1-0 Millwall at the break. You can hear the applause all around me. That's been a much, much better performance by the Lions, much more Millwall-like. And the players will leave to applause. They must enjoy that, and I hope they enjoy it. Um, man of the match so far for me, Ryan Lennis. Hope he can continue the second half. But that's been a good show so far by the Lions. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Achtung, Mailball. Both teams come out for the second half. The listeners, Lions enter the arena to warm applause which is unusual um, trying to analyse that first half at the break I think we've um, taken a step forwards it certainly wasn't a disaster that's, um, that's uh, in itself is something I think the football so far has been less uh, possibly less the style that Joe Edwards might want to aspire to I think that must remain a work in progress maybe more um, Millwall and less Barcelona. I don't know if that's the right way to put it. But yeah, perhaps more um, a touch of uh, realism, possibly. I don't know from Joe Edwards. It's uh, you know we played some nice passing moves when we had to, and we've not been afraid to go long when appropriate. And I think it's that mix, finding that balance that's uh, that's the the holy grail. So um, so far so good. Leading at the half one nil with a beautiful finish by uh, Kevin Nisbet. Oh, that's the, uh, the West Ham player, isn't it? Um, ginger player. Can't think of his name. Scored a goal, made a West Ham sign. That City X sign there, mate. Take a bit of slacking down there. <laughs> Long memories at the den, dear listeners. Long memories, mate. This is Sunderland in possession. 52 minutes. I make it. Calmly done by uh, Ryan Leonard under pressure. Back to Bart Bielkowski, who hoofs it clear there. Needed a cool head, and we got it. He's, he's been a really strong presence in this game for me. Ryan Leonard's taken a battering at times. That's a beautiful ball down the line, trying to find this bet. It runs on to Brook Norton Cuffey now into the box, right side. What can he do? Across the face of the goal, it falls to. Oh, it's, who's that? It's, uh, Zian Fleming couldn't get, the, couldn't get anything on it, unfortunately. He got it stuck under his foot at the far post. Opportunity there for Millwall, but not taken. Sunderland break. Norton Cuffey back there doing the work. And still coming down our left side, but it's cleared in the end by Wes Harding. Straight back to uh, the West Ham slag. This is Sunderland now coming forwards. Ball wide, wide right. Space on, this, on that side for their winger. It's back across the face of the goal. Brooks should bring away. That's brilliant ball. That's towards Kevin Nisbet. Two on two at the moment, but uh, Sunderland's streaming back now. This is Nisbet. Just ran out of time and space, unfortunately, into a defender. Game is wide open. It could go either way at the moment, listeners. Millwall, thankfully, leading by that one goal at the end of the first half. But both teams looking to play open football. Good to see. It's entertaining. Be nice if we are the, uh, the winners in this entertaining contest, though. So Millwall substitutions... He's just coming in here. This is uh, Longman. Honeyman coming out for Longman. Looks like Bradshaw's coming, I imagine, for Nisbet. Done well today, Nisbet. Looked good. Score of the goal and has put himself around. So, good performance. Kevin Nisbet. In comes Tom Bradshaw. Long ball. We've not been afraid of the long ball this afternoon, listeners. Which is good to see. <laughs> That's the Millwall in me coming out. That's the 1972 Millwall coming out. I mean, 
until 65 minutes. This is Sandra now surging into the box. That's a great, great tackle, listeners. Ryan Leonard. Only so far clearance-wise, so we are back under the cosh with, with Sunderland coming at us. 20 now on the uh, left side. Surge into the penalty area. There's a ball into... Oh! Near post ball that's put wide by the 32. Wow. I think we dodged the bullet there, listeners. 66 minutes. Come towards the halfway point of the second half. It's very much um, still in the balance. Both sides pressing falls. Both sides getting chances. This could go either way. Millwall free kick, but Savile gets a yellow card. I, I did <laughs> lost for words. That's for asking for a yellow card. The referee saying don't ask for yellow cards. I kind of agree with that. I don't. I hate that. It's one thing in the modern game I hate is players waving their their imaginary yellow cards or red cards at the referee. It's a continental thing. I don't like it. Well, it's that continental thing. It's an English thing because it's an Englishman doing it. So, um, I, I just aspect of the modern game I find distasteful. Long ball forwards towards Longman on the left. Does well to take the ball. He's taking turns, trying to get the ball in. He does. It's top retro. Oh, flash shot across the face of the goal. Just thought it was might nick in off the post, but no, it's gone for uh, Coleman. Must have taken the deflection. Wow. Lovely ball in from Longman. Beautiful little kind of touch shot from, from Tom Bradshaw. It's gone for a right-sided corner. The support is shit. They've got 3,000 of them down here from up north <laughs> on a day when this train's been cancelled left, right and centre. <laughs> Sunderland in possession. Edge of our penalty area. Oh, that's uh, scuffed by, by Jake Cooper. He's looking to put his uh, laces for it. He's gone for a corner, right-sided corner. 72 minutes-ish. Could do with Husky chocolate. Keep advertising it for the skiing fraternity we could do with some right now it's freezing listeners that's hoof cleared by, by Zian Fleming only as far as the 20 mil under a, a lot of pressure at the moment with Sunderland now in possession edge of the mill penalty they've got space on the right side oh fired over by the five that was a chance crossing from the right the five gets a free shot on goal and puts it over the bar wow mill dodger bullet there listeners we ride our luck the 73rd minute Sunderland back on the attack now, listeners. It's end-to-end -end stuff. This is the 20s. Looks a dangerous boy. That's a great tackle. Oh, no, it's not a penalty. No way. No way was that a penalty given against Ryan Leonard. That was a sliding tackle. He got the ball. Good danger run into the box by the Sunderland forward. Referees give a penalty. Ugh. I didn't think so. I'll need to see it again. 78 minutes. Jake Cooper's got himself booked in there. The referee's going card happy for protesting over something. One, two, three steps back. Here we go. One each, bottom left. Controversial decision there, dear listeners. That's a gutter, dear listeners. That is a gutter. I thought we'd done well in this game. Ball forwards. There's uh, Tom Bradshaw chasing there. Gets tripped. Nothing given. Going to be a throwing mill wall down by the right side corner flag. Just short. It's over 10 minutes to go. So we're about 79 minutes. This game really can go both ways now, dear listeners. Ball falls. This is uh, ball through. This is Tom Bradshaw. Can he do it? <sighs> Clip to the last. Saved by the goalkeeper. Nice ball through. There's a moment where I thought he was through on goal there. He got a shot away, but the goalkeeper did get down smartly to kill that chance for Tom Bradshaw. Mill playing for a win here, listeners. It's going to leave open the possibility that we can save one. But this is not Gary Rower anymore. There's a ball back to the goalkeeper. He will clear it. Beautiful. A little ball through. This is uh, Duncan Watmore. He's got men left. This is Longman. Ball through to Longman. Can he get the ball into the box? It's into the middle, headed clear. Back to Longman on the left. That's taken a deflection. Oh, it's come off the post. 2-1. Tom Bradshaw. Oh, offside. 
Offside. Slammed down by Tom Bradshaw, but given offside. Deflected shot, it came off the post. Fell in the path of Tom Bradshaw, who put it away, but it's been given offside. 87 minutes. Well, it's been a grandstand finish, whichever way it goes here, listeners. It's still in the balance, I'd say. Millwood are throwing the uh, kitchen sink at, at Sunderland. Searching for a winner they feel they will deserve. I've, and I would agree with that. I, I think the penalty was harsh. And there's a kind of a sense of Millwall chaos in the, in the air. But that can go two ways, of course. But it's a good feeling. Missed it. This is Sunderland on the break. That's a great tackle by Wes Harding there, listeners. Good player, Wes Harding. Whatever else today will do, dear listeners, it will raise spirits around Millwall because it's been the most Millwall performance that I've seen in a long while. I mean, that's um, going maybe back to the Sheffield United game of last season under the reign of the, you know, the band we don't talk about anymore, Rowlett. It's been a very, very refreshing Millwall performance and uh, well done to Joe Edwards. I, I mean, I'd say it's not been overly um, focused on passing for the sake of it. Um, I'm hoping that Joe Edwards has got the realism uh, streak that says uh, this is the way. This will employ the you know the, the bring the den into the game. Um, so well, fair play to him and the squad. There it is. It finishes one each. Um, controversial penalty gives Sunderland the point. Much much improved performance by Millwall. I know it won't win. It should have been. Um, Man of the match for me today is uh, Ryan Leonard, but uh, I won't fight the, the Brook Norton Cuffey voters. Um, overall, much more refreshing performance, much more Millwall performance, a bit more direct, a bit more attacking verve and pressing forwards to try and win it um, late in the game. Uh, everything you want to see from a Millwall performance, yes, it could have been better. Yes, there's room for improvement, um, but listen to that. That's the verdict of the den. It finishes Millwall 1, Sunderland 1. Achtung, Millwall. Joining us next on the show after that one-all draw yesterday at the Den, um, it's a long-time uh, guest on the show. I haven't spoken for a little while, though. It's good to have you back, Charlie Mahoney. How are you doing, Charlie? Yeah, not bad. Cheers, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. We were just saying off air, mate, I actually enjoyed going to the football yesterday and it's been a while since I can say that. It was refreshing, Charlie, wasn't it? It did feel like it was a bit sort of like similar to what we were used to a while back. Um, I was just trying to think probably the second half against Hull City at home was probably, yeah. probably the, the most I've enjoyed it since then, really. I suppose Gary Rowett, if, he, if his ghost was still haunting the corridors of the den, would call it a, a bit of a Millwall chaos day. Um, but I kind of like it. Um, I, one thing struck me yesterday, Charlie, I wanted to get your take before we talk about the game. It, I, I was quite pleased to see uh, Joe Edwards maybe modify some of his footballing principles. He's come into us with this laudable idea to try and raise the, the, the style of the game that we're playing. We saw some of it against... Um, Coventry, certainly at Sheffield, we saw a bit of it, the passing and, and uh, you know, style, shall we call it, modern style or whatever way you want to put it. But yes, he felt a bit like an acceptance of a bit of realism. Um, we had a bit of passing, but also we weren't afraid of the of the longer pass as well if it was played well. I, I found that quite refreshing. Yeah, I think I agree with you that it's laudable that he, he has his, you know, for want of a better description, like a philosophy and something he wants to yeah. bring in. But there was a, there was a, pragmatism about us yesterday and he's obviously sat back and thought about the uh, previous two results and thought well I've got to try and put the brakes on this run now and just do whatever it takes to if not beat Sunderland avoid defeat at all costs really um, there was a real practical yeah. nature about us and I thought it was interesting as well because it, it was slightly reminiscent of what we were like under our when things were going well at home um, Yeah, and I think you could see a cogent argument for and against sort of Rowett's approach as opposed to this thing that Edwards is trying to do because it was very much, you know, relinquish possession, uh, make sure that we're kind of covering the threats of the opposition. Um, don't worry too much about retaining the ball and just getting the ball forward quickly when we do have it. Yeah. 
But then yeah, that, I mean, that, also, that also led to the demise a bit, I think, as well. I suppose, um, like all managers, have their, their road runs out in the end, Charlie, doesn't it? And um, I think Rowett reached the end of his road, that's for sure. Um, but I can also see, and I think probably is an increasing understanding maybe around those that, that um, think about these things, that Rowett was trying to play to the strengths and the limitations or within the limitations mm. of the squad that we've got. Um, and I think we probably saw those limitations a bit last week against Coventry, but really certainly at, um, at Ipswich in, in midweek, which was an embarrassing an embarrassment, I thought, um, as a display. But, you know, hard words from Joe Edwards after that, that game at Portman Road, Charlie, and he demanded a reaction. And fairness, he got it, didn't he? I thought the it was a good team performance yesterday. And obviously return of uh, Ryan Leonard in defence, which was very pleasing. Man of the match for me yesterday. But it was good to see that reaction. He, he, he got what he asked for. And I think that will that will be something positive to take out yesterday's draw. I think it was like vital that the response was positive because I think they even commented on it on Sky after the game in the week that it was quite bold of Edwards to sort of go in two-footed on the players like that. I mean, they certainly deserved it because they played so poorly. But of someone of his lack of experience and relative... Yeah kind of newness to the job that's that's a real kind of bold move to to be so openly critical when we don't know as supporters whether he's got you know whether he stamped his authority on that squad just yet. well I think he did uh and you know football is a the football world is um not one for faint hearts is it so mm. you know there, there there is Joe Edwards yes he's he's worked at a very high level and with some big high profile names but A, he hasn't played the game. So there's one thing that, you know, there's, there's always a sense of um, you've got to establish yourself um, as, a, as, a, as, a, as an authority, as you put it rightly. And secondly, you know, he's not managed anyone um, on, on a senior level. So twofold, you know, and he's young. And that's, that's also um, going to play a part because there are some senior players that won't be terribly far behind him in, in terms of age. So... Yeah, he's got to come in and he's got to establish himself. And it was a high-risk gamble with those words. But I think he made his point. And I think by being unafraid to make changes, including his own style, Charlie, mm. I think it's, it must say something to the squad that this is a serious manager and somebody that wants to succeed and will evolve rather than do a revolution, if, if that's the right analogy. I don't know. And I think that, that was those words were were effective because we saw some of the effect yesterday. I mean, there was a much more high-tempo game, much more Millwall game, really. I thought the the atmosphere and the and the way that the manner of play from the Mill side, you know, I thought it was much more much more us. Yeah, I was I was pleased with it overall. Like a lot of people talking about the fact that you know we could have won, we had a series of chances late on that we didn't really take. But I just think you have to look at it. You have to look at the bigger picture after two terrible results, really, and just as I say, put the brakes on that. I think it was vital that we didn't lose yesterday. And, yeah, I agree. Uh, I, agree. Yeah. I think uh, one of my concerns as well is not only do we need to avoid defeat, but we need to avoid it by the sort of deficit that we've had in the previous two matches. Because whatever people think of Edwards, whether they're going to get behind him or not, you have three consecutive defeats by a hard margin, and that really does make your position quite quickly difficult. Yeah, I mean, there's comments in the week after the, the Ipswich thumping. And, you know, we've, we've been thumped too many times this season. For a, a Millwall team to have a, six home losses, but it's not even Christmas, is, is shocking. But, um, you know, I, I do I do agree. Um, one thing, avoid defeat. But the manner of the performance was probably number one. Um, but certainly we didn't want to get stuffed again. And, and some of them were a decent side, I thought, Charlie. They... They started off well. They had a couple of moments. I don't think I'll call them chances in that first half. They certainly had, um, they're probably winning the possession battle and they had a few moments around our box. But we weren't out of it either. There was a great shot from uh, Ryan Leonard's man of the match, as I've said already. Uh, a distant shot. It reminded me of something out of the 1978 era World Cup, an Argentina type thing, you know, shooting from. 35, 40 yards almost. It was a, And it was only just wide as well. That would have been a, a, a big start if we had got it. But I thought we did well to claw our way into that first half because, you know, a lesser team would have folded a little bit under under some of that Sunderland possession and pressure. That's exactly how I, how I saw it. Like you said, Sunderland started stronger, but we grew into the half. Um, yeah. After about the half an hour mark, I think we started sort of 
in asserting ourselves on the match a bit. Um, and what a perfect time to score it was as well. I think it was like the 44th minute, weren't it? So 44 minutes. And what a move. Yeah. Oh, what a nice move. Yeah, um, fantastic cross. Crunching tackle on, on, on um, uh, Ryan Leonard, who's um, not afraid. I mean, for a man that's come back from injury, Charlie, he's not afraid to get stuck in physically. I mean, it's... <laughs> no wonder he gets injured so much if your oh, body's no, prone yeah. to it. He's, you know, he, he, he doesn't hold back. And he got clattered in that move. But we we kept the, the, the move going. That was a beautiful cross from Brooke Norton Cuffey, who was a, a real talent. I know he's not ours, so we've got to be careful we don't we don't fall in love with somebody that's going to move on. But um, that was a, he's a very, very talented boy. And that was a beautiful cross and a lovely, lovely finish by Kevin Nisbet in front of goal. He's a very cultured uh, finisher with the ball, I think, Nisbet. Um, yeah. First, took it first time, not unlike his goal um, at Portman Road all week, which was like the only bright spot, really. But uh, I think because he's also a player who's a bit prone to injury, I was sort of, I forgot how important he can be for us this season. Uh, yeah. So for him to get two goals in two games is, is really encouraging. Yeah, absolutely. A little bit of debate online as to why Edwards took him off. I think he came out about, I think it was around about the 60th minute. I haven't got the um, team sheet in front of me. So I think it was around about then. But as, as others made the point back, he's still not 100% in terms of doing the full the full 90 and it would be lovely if we could see that that length of um you know performance from him but we got we got to be um we got to nurse our, our our way through this at the moment so and I, I'm not unhappy with Tom Bradshaw coming into a game Charlie I mean I think that um you know he's, a bit, he's become a bit maligned uh, Bradshaw because you know many see him just as a work workhorse but he actually went close a few times late on and um, I, I like Tom Bradshaw. He's our top scorer last season. It's a, it's a strange middle attitude that you have to kind of, um, you know, dish your own almost, isn't it? Yeah, but I, I think that's exactly it. I think, you know, Bradshaw had his best season for us last year, if not the best season of his career. Um, and, yeah, you, you will get judged on that, really. Um, yeah. He I, went I, very I, close late on. He, there was a, there was a, like a flick shot, and I right. thought he'd missed it. In real time, but I think he got a corner. So, the, and then in watching the um, the the playback this morning, the highlights reel, um, it was a brilliant save by their goalkeeper actually, because that was a really nice flick shot in from I think it was Longman put the cross in from the left, and he caught it nicely. Um, it, that was a very close, and also the disallowed goal, which I think probably was a touch offside, but only just. So, you know, I don't think we're we're not shortchanging ourselves by bringing Tom Bradshaw in if we give him the service, Charlie. I think the suggestion is is that they're seen as one, they're quite similar even this bit and two, uh, where they're the only sort of two out and out strikers in our sort of uh, possession. We've got to use them carefully, and when they're playing up front on their own, each of them they're being asked to do a lot. So you can sort of understand why Nisbet's absolutely knackered at that point in the game. Yeah, and Bradshaw's going to come on and then carry on a similar style of play. Um, yeah, they they probably are too similar to play. As a pairing, um, so it would be interesting to me to see what might be done in January if they are. Yeah, it's going to be big, yeah. a big month ahead yeah. there. I think they've sort of um, played it down a bit, but you know, one of the one of the things we've sold uh, Edwards on is the fact that he has connections. So I would be very <laughs> surprised if he doesn't try to utilise that. Try to use his contacts on his on his iPhone. Um, yeah. yeah. That would be that would be nice. I mean, we, in fairness to Sunderland, I thought um, it was a bold move. They made a triple substitution half time, I think it was, or just after. Can't remember. Bringing in the likes of Dak and the the West Ham bloke Pritchard, is it? Um, yeah. And I thought they were effective. I mean, they looked a very dangerous unit coming forwards at us in the second half, uh, Charlie. And um, you know, I think we dodged a few bullets. There was a scream of a chance, which uh, I didn't realise in real time. It was Dan Ballard, wasn't it? The centre half. He put it over from close in the second period. And um, there's another one. I think it was Dak himself, actually, that got went just marginally wide, but coat of paint wide uh, from a, a, a crossing from Jack Clark, who's their danger man, the winger. And um, I thought we were living on our nerves a little bit up until the penalty, which we'll come on to in a moment. So I think we, we you know, we were doing well to hang on to that 1-0 one one lead, really. Um, they were going ever closer as it were, onto the penalty. And um, I still remain convinced that Ryan Leonard got the ball there. I can see why a penalty was given, but in real time, I thought we got the ball. 
And uh, I've not changed my view looking at the um, the, you know, the social media clips today, Charlie. I, th- I think I had to see it on replay because where I sit in the Dockers stand, it's quite difficult to tell from uh, that angle. You you obviously have a much better view of it. Yeah, I was but, kind of uh, looking down on it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, but um, you know those things happen. I guess I think one of the the, the main concerns I had is, as I said earlier, you sort of see the argument for playing that way and also against it because where you kind of uh, are out of possession for for so long you kind of invite pressure and it can lead to those kind of things happening Mm. Um, yeah yeah i'm not like speaking too critical of them but you know it was just that typical thing that we've been doing all season where yeah we've got to be um, appreciative of the fact that these these sides of quality and we can't just press and leave players open but if you invite that sort of pressure then it can also have its own problems i mean we weren't afraid to pass it a little bit yesterday and we weren't afraid to do the old jake diagonal ball into into somebody running forward so you know what i liked about yesterday was there was a there was a pragmatic mix and i think that that was what i would take out of that that game yesterday. Um, Bart was unlucky, actually, just looking at the penalty again as I'm talking to you. Um, he was close to saving that, but there it is. It went in, and that's one all. Um, I also liked Charlie, and one of the reasons why I enjoyed yesterday, and it's been a while since I can say that I enjoyed going to Millwall, listeners, is we pressed on, and we went for the win. And we, we didn't say, you know, the Rowett style would have been to say one each, a point against a decent side, shut up shop but we pressed on I really like that I think it was a much needed reminder that we are good enough for this level as well yeah. you know I think uh, I was probably a bit too kind of uh, pessimistic after the Ipswich game really like worrying about the prospects for this season and not saying we're out of any trouble but yesterday was a reminder that we can actually hold our own in the championship and uh, and we should do in front yeah, of the den we should do definitely the den felt like it was back to its full well let's say back to 90 percent of what it can be and that's that in itself is a powerful weapon charlie i think the crowd responded to what they saw on the pitch which was a committed performance and that's all we've ever really looked for in a mill side but it was good to see things looking like it's back to normal again a little bit there is a there is a sense that there's a bit more positivity about the place, even on the back of those last two results, um, and it's quite encouraging as well because I'm always quite cynical about our fan base and saying that you know we can be very, you know we can be overly kind of expecting of them, but I think people are genuinely getting behind Edwards and believe in what he's trying to do, um, and he kind of met us, yeah. he met us halfway yesterday as well, which was good on his part, I think. Yeah, um, I'm have one of my notes here. I've written to myself, listeners. I've got style versus realism. Joe Edwards. Um, I, I think that acceptance that you can't, you know, he hasn't got Barcelona's squad there or Manchester City's squad. He's got to accept that we can ask some things of some players, but you can't place unrealistic expectations on some of the shoulders there. That said, I, I saw some good performances. I mean, I've said already. I don't know if you agree, Charlie. Man of the match. Ryan Leonard, I thought he was a standout. Personally, would you go? Would you go? Book Norton Cuffey got it in the stadium, but and I liked him. But I thought Leonard was was my man yesterday. Do you do you agree? Uh, yeah, I'd agree with Leonard. I, I think uh, someone made the point earlier in the season. I think it may have been on the kind of uh, IFLO commentary uh, in one mm. of the earlier games this season, and they said they were the opinion, and I think there's a lot behind this that if Leonard can maintain fitness, he's probably going to be a shoe in for Player of the Season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I love, I love Ryan Leonard. Um, it's the fitness thing, but let's see. Let's hope that the, uh, the club are, you know, on on that because um, he's, he's a valuable asset. I also want to give a shout out to, uh, I mean, Murray Wallace got monstered in the week, um, both on the pitch and off it because people were slating him, saying he's not good enough. Well, he is who he is, Charlie. But he stood, so he, he stood tall yesterday, and I thought he gave a, a really solid performance from a bloke that took a slating in midweek and it takes balls to go back out there and, and do what you do and that's what he did yesterday against a decent side too. Um, you can always criticise Murray for, you know, he's he's not the not the, uh, the the kind of a Scottish Maldini, is he? But he's, nah. he is who he is and he'll give you that. That's all you can ask out of anyone. I really liked him yesterday. Yeah, I think uh, we're sort of acutely aware of his limitations as a player. 
Um, and I would say the golfing quality between him and a player like Joe Bryan is, is evident. But you know, yeah. you can never really uh, question his his commitment to the club, and he has been an excellent servant for us over the past few years. Um, yeah, it's, it, I always it's sort of reminiscent of players like Alan Dunn a few years ago. Uh, they they go through terrible spells where they'd be kind of absolutely. Uh, pilloried by the, the support, but then they put in a performance that reminded you of why they've been around for so long. You've got to admire that trait. Yeah. I mean, I've done is a good a good analogy because Murray got beasted in the week and he comes back and there he is yesterday putting in a solid Murray Wallace level performance. You know, he's he's not going to be able to give you any more than that. But that is <laughs> it was a strong performance in a strong team turnout. I thought the whole side. Did well, yes, including some of the players that took some criticism, like Zian Fleming. I thought he looked a lot more sharper um, up front. Um, shame about a couple of silly yellow cards. I mean, Savile got a yellow card for doing the imaginary card symbol at the at the referee, and I hate that anyway. I mean, I, if I was a referee, I'd be handing out yellow cards liberally to anyone that shows me an imaginary yellow card. It's a silly, silly moment, and I think even Jake seemed to get booked for having something to say about the penalty or where the, where the ball was being placed. So that's a pity because I think that's going to take them over the, the yellow card suspension limit for our next game at Cardiff. So um, quite costly, you know, costly comments, if you like, um, on, on both counts. Um, but there we are. Uh, also an injury to Denor. That's a mystery injury, Charlie. I don't know if you've seen that. Apparently yeah. Some kind of calf industry, a calf injury that's gone into his Achilles. I, it sounds like um, I don't know. <laughs> sounds like something off of, uh, of 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 Nelson's Navy, doesn't it? Yeah. Where you get you know you, you get a leg injury that turns into an ankle injury and goes up your leg, and you finish up going around on on a peg leg or something. It's, it's <laughs> gutting. It is gutting actually because he's he's a real talent. I think um, he is. He is. He's a he's loss. Been, he's been a good signing for us, but you know what? I've never been. I'll be honest and say I've never been Mitchell's biggest fan, but it looks like he's actually kind of stepping up to the plate a bit now. Um, I, yeah. I, I don't know what the situation is with Campbell. I mean, he's not really impressed me since he's arrived, but I don't know what he's, well, you he, know. He'll probably get a run out next week, I imagine, yeah. unless, unless um, Edwards has some other idea in mind. But he was on the bench yesterday, but he seems to just lurk around like... Um, a few years ago, we had Danny and Gesson that just lurked around the place oh, and God, never, yeah. never kind of, um, you know, it was on the wage roll, but uh, that was about all he did do. So we may see him next week at Cardiff. It's going to be a difficult away trip because we're clearly going to have one or two key players out and not unavailable for that one. And um, a difficult day out. But, you know, I thought yesterday was a really hopeful step, the first step on the thousand-mile journey, so to speak, Charlie. Yeah, we just had to be given some form of positivity yesterday. I think uh, it's a weird one because that Sheffield Wednesday result filled me with so much optimism. But you, was, yeah, you very you much, both, yeah. But <laughs> you, you, also, you also try and remind yourself, didn't you, that like uh, one swallow doesn't make a summer, and that uh, you have to look at what Sheffield Wednesday situation was as well. Um, and then, as I say, the Coventry and Ipswich. Uh, results brought me back down to earth with a bang so it was imperative yesterday that I came away with it with some form of optimism yeah no I agree I mean that that point yesterday takes us to 21 points 19th position um with five points clear of QPO one on on Friday night so uh there's a, an alarm bell uh ringing if uh, if we needed one that so uh, we can't depend on there being three worse teams than us for the whole season um, Rotherham, Sheffield, Sheffield Wednesday, quite a way adrift, as as you've said already. They're, they're in deep, deep trouble there. Um, but there we are. So um, hopefully a step in the right direction, and it's on to on to Cardiff next week. Let's keep our fingers crossed for an improved uh, performance there, because there's still work to be done, Charlie. I mean, it, I think you're right about January being a, a key moment in our season as to what we can do, especially. Scoring goals, I think if we if we have a you know improved goal scoring ratio, then we should be in no trouble at all this season. But uh, that remains to be seen. It's this exciting. I mean, I think you spot on when you say that appointing Edwards was a gamble, but it, it does it does provide you with a bit of kind of intrigue as to what the season's going to turn out to be. Because I think I think if Rarity had stayed, I think we'd have been okay. But yeah. I don't envisage that we'd have been sort of really in contention for the playoffs, and I think it would have been. 
ended up being one of those seasons that you can't wait for it to finish kind of thing. Whereas yeah, we've been bored, bored, bored rigid, wouldn't we? Yeah. Um, we can't say that at the moment. Um, let's look forward to Cardiff. Charlie, I really appreciate you taking time out your Sunday for me, mate. I appreciate oh, it. Oh, you're mate. welcome. Thanks for having me, mate. Achtung. And the answer, dear listeners, to that punditgames.co.uk question at the start of today's proceedings. Who was the target man who played for Wolves, um, played for West Brom, 24 goals West Brom, 2000-2004. He went on to Wigan, where he teamed with Nathan Ellington, 93 appearances, 37 goals, and also scored goals with Blackburn. Played for the Grenada national team. Who is that man? Jason Roberts. It is Jason Roberts. Do check out punditgames.co.uk and get your edition of the number one football trivia board games. Great for Christmas. Recommended. And the Lions Food Hub gets a little dropsy every time you select Achtung Millwall at checkout. Thank you for listening. Arriva Dirty Millwall, dear listeners. Bye for now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.